Tappers, what's up? It is the Friday edition of the Daily Tap. Hope everybody's doing well. We've made it to yet another Friday, and we have a special Friday edition. We'll call it a Free Talk Friday. And we are joined by my guy, Shannon, a.k.a. Shay Ken, who is here uh, with the lucid grand opening, a reopening, on Friday night. He'll be DJing tonight in at Lucid Lounge. Still called Lucid Lounge? Yep, yep, yep. Lucid, and, Lucid Light Lounge, Lucid Lounge. I think they're playing with it. And uh, they will be rolling big music. Um, are you the only DJ or is it multiple? Yeah, yeah. Oh, tomorrow, so uh, only one. Get, get to control the whole night. There you go. So we're going to talk a lot about DJing in Milwaukee during COVID, before COVID, DJ stories, Mount Rushmore of pro athlete club guys. Because um, I have my theories, but I wonder if there are some sneaky ones. And then we'll do some rapid fire sports stuff at the end. So it'll be... Be a good show, and that'll be uh, Friday's show. And Shannon, should I call you Shannon or Shaken? How should we do it? Whatever you want. Okay. We've known each other long. Yeah, we have. And uh, at Shaken on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I think there's an underscore on on Instagram, right? Uh, Yeah, yep. So Shaken underscore. Okay. S-H-A-Y-K-E-N-N. There you go. Um, So awesome talk to you, man. How has, I guess let's start here, like how has DJing been going since the pandemic? Like kind of walk me through that timeline. Obviously it shut down for a while, but kind of walk me through how it's been throughout this sort of last, I don't know, 15 months. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely slowed down as you can expect. Um, you know, when I was DJing every, it was almost three, four nights a week, um, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and then kind of sprinkled in with the week weekday gigs, but now it's, you know, there's only so many places that are open, so many people that are, or places that are allowing DJs. Right. Um, you know, so a lot of what you see is a lot of Milwaukee guys kind of branching out and doing different stuff. Um, I'm not a super, like, big scratcher, so I don't do, like, a lot of the streaming stuff, which a lot of people have done. Um, so, because I'm not, like, super fun to watch, per, per se. Like, I'm not a scratch DJ, which, you know, I enjoy watching that, but I'm not a scratch DJ. So. Right, the versus stuff and yeah, everything like, like that. And that is, like, super entertaining. I just uh, have not gotten into that, and I'm, you know, not super tech-savvy, so I haven't done a lot of the streaming <laughs> stuff. But uh, you saw a lot of DJs kind of, like, branch out and do different cities. Um, I did West Dallas for a really long time. Every Saturday right now, I've been doing Oshkosh because it's, you know, one of the places that's being booked. Um, I think there's maybe a small handful of, of places in Milwaukee, like during or towards the end of COVID, that would do like one night a week, uh, like Friday or Saturday. They're having one DJ and that was it. And there might have been five places open that did that. So Right. But now it's obviously loosened a little bit back mm-hmm. up. I mean, you still can't take drinks out to the dance floor, but at least you're not dealing with people just sitting there. Like, yeah. how brutal was that? I, yeah. I can't. I have to imagine like that was that yeah. had to be just so weird because your whole like vibe is based off of let me get people to the dance yeah. floor. That's like my job here. Yeah, I won't, and I won't name names. Like, there's certain places that that didn't, you know, follow the rules as much, and so you kind of enjoy playing there a little bit more. Right. Uh, but definitely, like certain places that follow the rules really strictly, um, you could kind of see it. Like when you first started DJing and they first started opening it up, you were like, okay, I can let me just try to get through this night. And then the next time I play there, you know, I play at RWB quite a bit, and that's like one of my favorite places to play. And that's like 
one of the hardest places to play when there's no dance floor. Yeah, oh yeah. It's that. like, that is a big dance floor. You can see everything. So the first time I played there was everybody sitting down and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. And 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 the owners, like, they want you to play the way you want, but they, they also like, like, we can't let you, like, don't go too crazy or too hard because then you're going to have kids, for the most part, like, standing up and wanting to dance. Someone's going to make a run at it. And an instant <laughs> like that, like, if the health department's in the house, like, then you're getting flagged for that, and so it's, like, tough, but um, now they're starting to loosen up a little bit more. You can see, get you know, places starting to open up a little bit more. Rules are starting to get a little bit looser. Um, so it's starting to get good. I'm starting to get, you know, obviously get booked back back home, which is, is great, but, um, yeah, for a long time there, it was, it was tough. Tough sledding, for sure. The Oshkosh gigs and things like that like what was that like in terms of like the masks and like how they treated it was it just like no rules and just sort of like Um, I don't want you to put them on a spot but like it had to be a little like everything you hear is like oh this is totally different Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like we're doing it in Milwaukee and Mm -hmm. even if you go to like a Waukesha right yeah like Waukesha could be entirely different and it's it's weird, and I'm sure that had to be kind of weird for you as yeah. you're living down here, and you're like, "Wait, what the fuck? Like, why aren't why aren't there there's just there's different rules?" Yeah. I mean, you kind of got the side eye from some of the Milwaukee guys that were like, "Well, we can't DJ. Like, you shouldn't be able to DJ in like West Dallas or Oshkosh, two places really? that aren't oh, like little so little rivalry." Right? Little I mean, n- nothing personal, but I've seen I've seen it before. Um, like I was in West Dallas every, every Friday or Saturday, one of them, they had an every Sunday night thing. Um, they, a smaller place, like weren't really enforcing capacity, weren't really right. enforcing masks. Um, but also I don't, I, like, I don't know it's how West Dallas operates outside of, you know, I don't know how that right. works. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't worry about it. I was getting gigs and yeah. you know, I was playing, I was, you know, the, the, the owner enjoyed what I played. So I For you know, sure. kept playing. Um, Oshkosh, I think their rules were a little different. Um, I was only, when I first started up there, it was kind of like just kind of getting into the thick of the, um, into the thick of kind of the, the shutdown. Yeah. And they, for a little bit, were following COVID rules. They were kind of following capacity rules. I think one of the first times I played, they were at 25%. And I think after that, they were just like, fuck it. And I mean, it's it's French Quarter. It's you know, it's one of the only places up there, and it's probably the biggest place up there. So like, cutting their capacity in twenty five percent is like brutal for them. Yeah. So I think after a while, they I don't know if they they had it lifted, but you know, they started to let their capacity in a little bit more. Masks uh, are optional. <laughs> um, well, hey, there, but it's uh, I mean, it's a college town. It's like there's three bars in the entire city. I'm sure yeah. I've been to a few of them. I actually haven't. I've never I've never done Oshkosh. No, I've, I've, I've been to a lot of places and I have actually never been to Oshkosh. It was actually weird. I saw I think you got tagged on Facebook one day and you were up in like the Wausau area and I have a bunch of boys. Oh, I have weird. a bunch of boys who who live who were living in Wausau. So I was super weird. Like, <laughs> so I'll tell a quick story about yeah, that. Go so ahead. Um, a good friend of mine, JB, he's really well known in the DJ scene in Milwaukee. Um, so he's part of Club Killers, which is like a like massive like MP3 pool, but like DJ community. Okay. Um, where like club DJs get all their music. Um, there's they like submit mixes. They're really well respected. Um, he's like one of the main editors, so he'll make remixes, give them to them, and like they can exclusively give it to their members. Um, anyways, uh, DJ Deville, who's like the main guy who's 
kind of started it. Yeah. And has, has kept it going. Is from Wisconsin, oddly enough. Oh, wow. Um, and he was playing at this club in uh, Wausau called, like, Night School. Yeah, I think that's what And, um, yeah, it's a, it, so, you know, he was like, hey, I'm up there. You know, if you guys, you and your boys want to come through, he told JB. And so we ended up going up there and just kind of showing support. And it's a it's a big place. Like, it's a 500-person capacity club. <laughs> and we're like, there's a 500-person capacity club in Wausau. My wife was like, wait, where are you going? Like, how many people? Like, yeah, so it was, <laughs> So we went there and it, it was it was cool. It was a, a cool place. It had like your little like cages that people mm-hmm. could dance in. It had kind of multi levels. It was it was different, um, but it had like a couple different rooms. But we had a good time. Like me and a couple of my DJ buddies went up there um, and had a good time. But it was yeah, it was an interesting experience. It's uh, a big dance floor and you get all sorts of uh, of people in Wausau. Yeah, no doubt. I mean that that is an experience, and I, I I don't know if there is there a place like you still have like on your list to play where you're like oh the city like I'd love to like just check this out just because and but you've done a lot of them right like yeah, um, what's your city list right now? Right now, I mean it's like Oshkosh, Milwaukee. Um, you play- I haven't even gotten back to like West Dallas okay. because. Um, the place I was playing kind of switched um, switch management, so sure. they were kind of changing some things up. Um, I was kind of not consistently. I would say like once a month or once every other month when it was busy. I was in Chicago for okay. a different type of gig. Nice. Uh, their their rules are really different. Um, I think they have to close by midnight. Yeah, because they were they were doing four. I mean, in a normal setting, it was like four o'clock, right? Would you play to like four o'clock? Uh, I played. I played late. Uh, I played a late oh, set um, there a few times. Yeah, it's five. It's five o'clock at some of the clubs. Oh shit! And so like, one, and some of the clubs I play, like when I go to Chicago, I play more like house sets. When mm-hmm. I'm here, I play obviously a lot more open format. Um, but like, yeah, there's there's clubs that are like four a.m., five o'clock, and I was I think I had one of the later sets one time, and I took a. We were there for a different you know buddy of mine who was playing, and I everybody kind of came with me after, and it was kind of a culture shock because it's like not only is it late, but it's like house music and like the house scene is very different right because they're traditional like club groups and the people that go out so they are they're kind of like expecting you to like bring it like they're not like we don't want this fucking remix that we're hearing on the radio or you you, better not know like the stuff you're playing that has to be insufferable though like it's in like when you're playing house music it's to most people it's very monotonous and and you know, very much it is, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's for, it's a four to the floor, which is like just your, you know, traditional, like, you know, style house music. Right. Um, but a lot of times there's no vocals. You're not like getting like a top 40 remix. Like right. you can play that here. Yeah. But in Chicago, which is like dubbed like the house music, like capital, you know, kind of where house music started, um, you like have to be on your game and you have to be able to like mix it up and play like house that people might not know they they you know they're they want to vibe to it and it's like you can't yeah there's no breaks in that music where it's like here you can play a hip-hop song and switch to a dance song to a country song if you wanted to where house has to like keep a consistent flow and energy like the entire night which i really do enjoy playing like i enjoy like the opening type sets um, but yeah, it was a, it was a culture shock that, for, that, for the crew we were with. That has to be a mo- some motivation, though, right? Like you're like, I gotta like bring it here. Oh, yeah. Like I can't mail this in. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure we all have it. Like yeah. in any job where we have these night days where we're like, fuck, I do not want to be here. Like mm-hmm. I am just kind of gonna roll the ball out, mm-hmm. and you know I'm gonna do 
three things and then that's it. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm sure there's there have been sets like that, right? Like, and it's okay. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not, and I'm not trying, I mean, you don't need to implicate yourself. Don't, no. don't even fucking do that. You're like, no, Charlie, what are you talking about? But yeah, in that moment, you're like, wow, I have to be awesome. And that, that has to like, as someone who, you know, you played a little college sports, former athlete, like, yeah, it has to, like, give you that athlete sort of, like, feeling, right? Where it's, well, like, it's so, like, you, you prepare, like, for – there's certain sets that you don't have to prepare for, right? Yeah. Where it's, like – and I'll just be, like, up front. Like, when, when we're playing – when you ask any DJ, like, when they're playing, like, a traditional open format set, mm-hmm. there's no, like – playlist where they're like i'm going one to 200 i'm playing all these songs in order it doesn't go that way it's literally like you have your entire library i can pick any song any genre and i'm gonna jump around right a a true good dj should do that yeah um but like when you're playing uh, like a house set like you want to prepare those types of things yeah sure you want to have like all right here's 50 songs uh you know say i'm playing an hour long set i don't Mm -hmm. have 50 songs of a little bit more high energy and I have 50 songs or whatever 60 songs of like a lower energy right that's kind of how I prepare more of those house sets when it's like hour hour and a half then you have like four or five hours worth of music that you can choose from and you can kind of narrow it down from there um but like like I said when you're in Chicago like you got to be on your ball because house music there like oh, yeah. those guys don't fuck around no They'll call you out like I've seen people like get called out and like embar- get embarrassed like pretty badly, and so you have to like know your shit. Like, don't fucking you know train wreck, which is basically like throwing one song on top of the other that is not like in the same BPM, and you can just hear it going like, and it's, it just sounds awful. Um, you can't like you know don't use you know the sync button, which is cheating, and, and little things like that. But um, you got to be on your game for sure for some of those sets. Like I said, some of the open format nights that I play like pretty regularly, yeah. I don't necessarily prepare for them as much. I just know I gotta, I go in, kind of play off the crowd, and then go from there. right. Or so like I, what I was pulling my phone because I was like, I was like, so with an open format, are there like songs like tomorrow tonight at Lucid? Go check them out if you if you don't have anything do, going on. You're like kind of in the vibe. You're like I need need to live it up. Are you? Like looking at like a top, today top hits on Spotify, and be like, all right, like Peaches by Justin Bieber, or like a dance remix to like Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Are you like, are you saying I gotta maybe get this in? Like if it if the vibe's right, is that like? Yeah, I do mean, you go into that a little bit. Like, do you yeah. think about that stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially at a club like Lucid, um, like one of the bigger clubs in Milwaukee. Like you know, at some point you're gonna be playing a lot of the hits. Yeah, I don't like particularly be like i have to play that tonight because i i will fucking forget and it happens all the time like, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go back to the end and i be fuck i forgot to play that or yeah you know i'll, I'll make, miss something excuse me um but yeah i mean like again as a top format dj you, you're expected to play like the hits you're expected to play almost one of the one of the things too is like i've noticed when i go to uh, oshkosh is that they're a little behind oh, yeah. on, on hip-hop um, so it's like you can't play the song that came out this week or like even this month per se. It's like you kind of got to give them a few months of, of music that, you know, maybe not the newest shit out. Milwaukee's a little different. They're they're pretty much on their music. So like Peaches or like anything, the album that came out like this week or last week and there's a hit and like all of the new Drake stuff, you, yeah. you probably should be playing. Like, again, as an open format DJ, if you're good at what you do, like you're going to, you, you want to play those anyways, but you know, like. At some point, you should probably, you know, touch on those. But, again, there's no, like, 
set playlist is just literally on you to be like, I better fucking play that shit, or else, like, you know, I, I might not get booked here again. So you're like, I can't, I can't forget that. Right. So is there any sort of like? Everyone knows DJ, like knows DJs, or they have they've been out of place with DJs. Do you feel like there are any like misconceptions about DJs that you want you want to clear the air so the people know, yeah. like, hey, I'm not this, or I'm not that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that we get is like the request stuff. Um, it's <sighs> it's like we're not a jukebox. Like at the end of the day, like it's it's tough to like I understand from from someone's perspective where they're like he's just playing music and he's not you know he he can play whatever he wants. Like, not every DJ has every song, believe it or not. Like, <laughs> surprise. Like, you might have a song that I know and I might not have it. Um, it's not as easy as you think to be like, let me turn on, like, let me go to the internet and download the song real quick. A lot of times, like, that can slow down your software and can have issues. Get Like, I've had it shut down, like, my computer one time. And it's, like, the worst thing ever for your music to, like, cut off. Yeah, and that has um, to be, like, a lesson learned where you're like, all right, like, I'm not fucking doing this right, again. Like, right, you know. Like, there's, everybody's looking at you. You have, like, minutes where people are either, like, walking out of the club and then the club owner's pissed at you because they're losing money, like, by the right. second. Um, so, like, that's not always as easy to do. But also, like... I'm uh, not everybody's like me. I if I can do a request, I will do it. Like I'll, I want to keep you happy. I want to keep you in there sure. like, buying drinks. If I can do it, but you also can't request Shania Twain at twelve thirty at night at like a peak club. Yeah, you know, I can't like, do like my worst enemy by lit. Right, like, like I, certain songs like you, you just have to understand. Like if you're gonna read do the it, room a little, I can I can do it early. I want to do it early. Like, yeah, bachelorette parties, love them, but I fucking hate them at the same time because they want like all the corny shit. And again, if they're there early enough, I am totally fine. Like playing that, getting out of the way, keeping them there, whatever. Bachelorette parties are bouncing around anyway. So you got it. What you got to get with the bachelorette parties is Morgan ran into this. My fiance up in Elkhart Lake. You got to get like a. You got to be their DJ. So this is an amazing story, which will I can tell real quick, and then I'll get back because I, I have a couple more request questions yeah. now off this. Yeah. But she was at a, a place in Elkhart Lake. They had a DJ. And they requested like candy shop or something. Mm-hmm. So obviously pretty normal for a DJ. Yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah. Right. And then this girl gets like mad at them and they're like, like, fuck off. Like, this is our DJ. And she's like, what do you mean? And it's like, no, no, no. Like they, they're DJing, oh. they're DJing for us. And she's like, well, no, no, no. Like why not? Whatever. And then they like get into like a p- pushing match and whatever. Oh, and so she calls me. And I'm I'm out that night, and I'm dra- I've been drinking. I don't know. This is like one o'clock, and she doesn't. She's not one of those people to call me at like one or one thirty. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, something happened, and yeah, she's like, yeah. so like one of the girls that I'm like that we we got into this argument with. You follow them on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, oh that's fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. And oh, it was uh, Boomer Siason's daughter, who's married to a New York Islander. Um, yeah, Sydney Martin. What's she doing in Wisconsin? Great question, right? They the bachelorette party and they realized this later. The bachelorette party they got into a fight with was the heiress of the Johnsonville Sausage Company. Okay, okay. <laughs> so money floating around. Yeah. Like oh yeah. yeah. No. Like yeah. We can hire DJs. So that's that's the move right there. It's like you got to just get hired by one of these bachelorette. That's right. So did they they hired a DJ at a specific like place? Bar? Yeah, specific bar at, uh, in Elkhart. Okay. Yeah, Sheesh. unbelievable. I've never heard of that. No, I haven't either. And then so that's where I was like, hey, is that bullshit? I don't know. But in terms of requests, like, what is the worst? Can if you can remember, like, what is like the worst request you've gotten at a, at a place? Um, worst request. 
I don't know that I've got like off the top of my head. Or I what? I guess rephrase it. What is like the one request where you're like, I can't like do this. Like this is why do uh, people keep asking me this? It, it, for a long time, there's a, like a running joke. Like Despacito was one for oh, a long time. I don't yeah. mind playing the song, but like when it was out and it got really, really played out, it mm-hmm. was like ten o'clock. 10.03, 10.10, you'd have three requests for, de- and like a buddy of ours, when I was at Mikey's, would literally post like, first request, Despacito, 10 o'clock. You know, you know, <laughs> um, Party in the USA is always another one that comes up. Um, a lot of Bieber stuff, I love playing Justin Bieber, so that, that doesn't bother me. The Despacito and like the Miley Cyrus stuff is like the two that come up like off the top of my head the most. Um, but then you'll just get requests that the other, the worst part about that is like if you start playing requests, they think they can like. Oh yeah, like you open that, boxes. you open that yeah. door, and it's like. And I'm like, if I give races. you one, cool. If I give you two, then like that's like I don't, I'm not pushing three, four. Like, <laughs> yeah, five, yeah, like you know, unless unless you are like giving a little bit of money, which has happened, like and I'll, I, I so someone, so that. those people have paid you to like they've you, you're like, you, like yeah. they'll slip you like how much like what's the yeah. most you've got for playing a song? Um, so I got, uh, what was it? I think I got 90 bucks. What? Sophie, yeah. 90 Sophie, fucking a couple, dollars? A couple weeks ago. Uh, Jesus. This guy was like, can you play, um, uh, is it Black Leather? No, not Black Leather. Um, older 80s song, Girl Sings It. And he's like, if you can play this for me, I'll give you 90 bucks. And he, and he was making money because he bet his buddy at Sophie. Oh, okay. Sophie, all right. Sophie all right. has a good crowd. They got, they got good money. Um, Shout out. And, uh, he was like, I, I bet my buddy that I couldn't get the DJ to play Black Velvet. Excuse me. Oh, Black Velvet. Black Velvet. Great yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably not for like that time of night. But anyways, he was like, I bet the DJ, or I bet the guy that the DJ couldn't play Black Velvet and Elton John back to back. And it was like 11.30, 11.45, right at that time where you're like, I got to like turn it up, kind of play some stuff. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do it. The guy gave me 90 bucks. And yeah. He, he made money out of it, too. Yeah. Um, that was that off the top of my head has been one. Um, I think I, I had a hundred dollar request not long Jeez. ago. Yeah, um, it's not that. I like I love request. Like my big like go to when I'm requesting music. I don't do it. And now that I know this, like that's now I know the DJ code now. So now I'm like I will never do it. Like you have my word. Unless it's just a guy that's like I would do it at the pickle back in Eau Claire because it was just a guy that it wasn't he wasn't DJing. He yeah. was just literally playing. And getting people hyped up and getting them to do shots and like mm-hmm. really that was a popular time where LMFAO was big. So yeah. shots, I mean that song. Sure, I heard I listened to that at the gym like three days ago, four days ago. Still, still, fu- still, still goes, this. still I goes. Because that that like chorus and that synth like doesn't get old. Like, no, when that comes in. Like even even a lot of the other like LMFAO songs like still are really popular like yeah it still plays like no. you can still do it yeah and they just decided to just cash out like they they don't do music anymore no. like which they certainly if they wanted to like they could just be like a reunion tour do a whole thing mm-hmm. and go back at it but yeah. my two requests would either be well number one's a thong song by Cisco okay. um, number two is Return of the Mac those two are my I I think I rare and you were at my wedding. I think I rarely go a night without playing Return of the Mac. You have rarely, to. It's an, it's an incredible song. It's it's one of the best. My favorite song, probably of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That like that's how much I like. So 
I, I had my wedding. That was my uh, that was our my wife and I's grandma's song. So like you, that was like. I don't care. You have your. You can play your Shania Twain when we get out of the. You know, out of the <laughs> ceremony. You can have everything. This is my one song. This is what I want. We're walking into this. That was all I needed. Yeah. And, uh, um, I think the other thing too is like if you come correct with a request, like then that that, that has a little bit more. Like I, I'll I'll be a little bit more lenient to that. Like if you're coming with like thong song, return the Mac, like yeah. for sure. I also don't be like I'm. I'm not gonna be like hey. Five bucks, ten bucks. I don't. I've never asked somebody for money for a request. Are there D, are there DJs who will chart? Who will like they be might. like? We like. They oh might. yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've to... seen I've seen people be like, I asked them for you know this or that, and I'm not that way. Like, nah, if nah, they nah. want to pay me, cool. Um, a lot of the songs, like that's the other thing too. I feel bad taking their money for a song I'm gonna play anyway. So yeah, you're like, like, dude, like you don't need to pay me like ten yeah. bucks for like this like, Cardi B song be that like, I'm gonna play. Like twenty bucks for Return of the Mac when I was gonna play it anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know, so if they're willing to do it, great. But I think if you come the right way and you say, even if you don't have money, be like, hey, not a big deal. If you can squeeze Thong Song in tonight, I'd love it. You know, something simple yeah. as that. Or be like, hey, you know, can I grab your drink? Can I buy you a shot? If you wouldn't mind, you know, could you play this? Things yeah, like that, yeah, like go for a long sure. way for a DJ rather than can you play this? My friends and I are like here for a little bit, or we're leaving. Oh, like, my girl, yeah, my girl, my girls, thought. my girls need this, or yeah. my girl would like this, like yeah. And the, the yeah, the girls are uh, uh, most of the time have some of the worst requests, or oh, yeah. like have the worst etiquette when. when oh, yeah. No, because they're I mean, and usually they're attractive, and they're like, oh, we kind of get whatever we fucking want. That's the red parties, like I said, are different. Like if you can get to them early. When the crowd's not like super heavy, then then I try to do it just to like keep them there, keep them happy, maybe buy in a few drinks. Not to mention like it always helps to have people walk in and see a, a bachelorette party. And oh yeah, they're gonna probably stick around for a little bit. No, so. no, de- definitely that. Yeah, you never. I feel like the term like sausage fest doesn't get thrown around as much as it used to, but like <laughs> that's like it has to be like a nightmare scenario for a DJ where you're like, I all I'm seeing is dudes. And you're like, I mean, you're like, oh, everyone's having a good time, but it's like, yeah. man, you know, it's like, I'm just going to have this group of dudes and yeah. it will, we're going to need to do a line shift at some point yeah. and we're going to need to get some girls out here. Yeah. And that's, that, that was like probably the hardest thing with COVID is that when you were DJing to places that like couldn't have dance floors and you were sitting down, you're like, shit, am I doing the right thing? Like, yeah. am I DJing like the right music? It, it like really makes you think you're like, right. fuck, like if they're not dancing or people aren't on the dance floor, like. Am I doing the right shit? So it definitely threw me off to doing that. But, you know, you, you if you DJ here long enough, like, you, you understand kind of, like, what this city expects and to- like what you can get away with. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Let's move on. So yeah. the Lucid event tonight, um, it's a grand opening. Is there anything that people can expect? Is, is Lucid a little different than the last time they might have been there if they visited or – is it kind of just the same stuff and it's just kind of here we go? Yeah, uh, fairly similar. Uh, new management. Um, so uh, the guy's name is Sean. He has been in the industry for a while. He opened Oak. Okay. Um, when Oak was you know, prior to, to Site 1A and Site. Um, and then managed Matador for a short time when it was Matador. Um, so he's well, you know, he's, he's yeah, totally. well-weathered. He's well-experienced and I'm excited to be working with him. But the, the club itself is... Um, just has a couple, you know, little um, improvements here and there. Um, it's still going to look fairly the same. Um, it's still going to light up like a Christmas tree. I was just in there um, yesterday, and uh, the lights are insane. So um, 
you know, it's again, it's the grand reopening. Um, today is technically their like friends and family. Okay. Um, Saturday is technically the really the official grand opening, okay. but. Um, I have a feeling both nights are going to be, you know, really busy. For so sure, I'm absolutely. Excited yeah. to, to get to it, and um, you know, there's not anything special other than there's complimentary nah. champagne at 9 p.m. There you go. Doors open at nine, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I think that that's that street um, definitely needs it. Totally. Um, yeah, it's with, been it's been a while, right, for that whole area with Dix. Yeah, Dix and, and Seven Twenty been can, been shut down. I think uh, Seven Twenty opened for New Year's, and that was it. Um, but I do believe that those two places will be opening, reopening again shortly. But my my only lucid story I have some of the places I have more stories, um, yeah. and you're to blame for some of that. Um, <laughs> but my only lucid story I have, which we'll get into our next topic, is we went there one night. Um, we had a friend who friend of a friend, and she was big in the lucid and brought us there, and we had we were in our cups but all of a sudden we look around and we see this very tall bald man and it's drew gooden and we're like what the fuck is drew gooden doing that because yeah. it, it was like two years ago three years ago yeah. he was there for the big three because the big three oh, had the right. yeah, yeah. so i think people don't know i don't know if people know this but there are certain guys in the professional sports scene who are club guys and i think you probably see a lot of them who would kind of be in that Mount Rushmore? Obviously, some of them who probably aren't here anymore. But, like, yeah. who are guys that you would just regularly see? And you're like, you, don't you have, like, a game in, like, tw- 12 hours or something like that? Yeah. Um, some of the Bucks, um, Larry Walker for a time when he was around. Was Larry Sanders, man? Um, no, or excuse me, Larry Sanders, yes. No. Um, Larry Walker. No, it's uh, okay. Shout out to the Rockies. But, um Lucid, Lucid and 720 are, are known for that. Um, like Eric Thames used to come around a lot okay. at 720. That's um, interesting because he was like a metal guy. Like yeah. he like really likes metal music, but it might just been he was just kind of hunting for coups, yeah. which, you know, whatever. I'm not, um, not going to shame that. Some of the other guys that would come through. So, John Henson, you'd see. Henson, all-star. Like yeah. all club all-star. Not really an all-star on the court, but yeah. all-star on, in the. I think uh, people, a lot of people were bummed when he got, you know, when he got. Oh, yeah. They let go of trade, I can't remember. But because he was he was really well-liked and he was always out, like, and, like, some of those guys are, you know, they don't want to really be. I mean, you will never see Giannis. I've never – actually, I did see Giannis once at Matador. He was probably his rookie year. And this was, like, early Friday night, and there was not a ton of people in there. Right. And he kind of came in, and Matador had the DJ booth, like, in the middle of the room. Really weird setup. And the bar was behind you, and he kind of ta- – tall guy walks in, and he sits at the bar, and I think he was picking up food. Because he lived, he lived yeah. in Modern, and so right. he was right there. And he came in and sat down. This was, I think, yeah, like his rookie year or his second year, where it was like, had you seen him out now, he would have been swarmed. But right. he came in, like, had a hood on, picked up food, and then left. Right. So it was, it was like, very, very weird, now that I think about it. Um, Eddie Lacy, I, like, came oh, in. Oh, I'm the, shocked that Eddie Lacy was a in, in Lucid, actually. One of the first times I played at Lucid, he was in the DJ booth, like, you know, <laughs> rattling off song requests. Um, uh, Victor, like, that's the one thing you'll see is when you get visiting teams. Okay. You'll see them more, I think, than a lot of the Bucks. Victor Oladipo, um, like, Wes Matthews, obviously, before, yeah, even before sure. he was a, um, a Buck, was out quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, like, you won't see Drew. You won't see Chris. You won't see Giannis. Like, I haven't, I mean, obviously, pre-COVID. Um 
never, like, I haven't seen a lot of the current no. Bucks roster out, or like the, a lot, and probably a lot, not a lot of the Brewers. No, you know? yeah. it, it's like so. Uh, let me ask you: If the Brewers or the Bucks won their championship, would you want to be out celebrating, or would you want to be DJing that night? Ooh, it's um, a good question. Probably DJing. I think. I, I mean, as much as I, I like the party, like you want to be the one to provide that too. Yeah. Um, and like if the Brewers are like yeah, that's an all that's an all time night. Like you know, you know, why don't, why would you want to be like that guy to to kind of deliver like the songs they want to hear, this and that, and that's that's an idea. Like fuck it, I'll take any request. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like you're you're drunk on the day, you're drunk doing it. Like it's it's this whole thing. And like it, uh, it kind of happened when uh, not that I was DJing, uh, and yeah, unfortunately it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday when the Bucks and the Raptors were playing, and NBA TNT was at the Pfizer. Shaq came to Lucid, like a bunch of other people. Like, oh, that was like game two. Was yeah. that game one? <clears throat> game one or two. Yeah, yeah, it was game one because I had a friend who will remain nameless who like tore it up that night. He ended mm-hmm. up being at Silk mm-hmm. in the the now used to be Arts, so yeah, the yeah. the Silk downtown, and he was like, it was an unbelievable night. Yeah. And I think he even invited me to like go to the beer garden. And I was like, I'm good, man. Yeah. Like. And that was a mistake um, because – or no, I did. I actually went – I was at that game, but I didn't end up meeting him out, yeah. and I definitely should have. Yeah. I mean, like, between, like, Lucid and, and 720 are, like, the two places you will, like, traditionally see any athlete. That's kind of where, like, they – whatever, their agent or, you know, their PR yeah. people are telling them, like, this is kind of – these are the spots where you are going to feel safe, not mm-hmm. going to kind of get bothered. and. Yeah. That's where it's gonna happen. And like I said, it's the it's the away teams as you see. Oh way yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, that's and you know if we have we have a lot of gamblers that listen to this. If you you know when it gets back to normal and we see some guys banged up in there, <laughs> like if you're like, hey, uh, Oladipo probably still in Miami at this point. Like Oladipo got banged up last night. Like think about the Bucks minus the five tonight. <laughs> like no one's gonna hate that. Like yeah. that's good inside information. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, so I had a couple sports stuff. I was I I have my number one question. I told Mitch yesterday. I did the podcast with Mitch yesterday, and I said, Mitch, there's a question here. I think you're gonna love. And so I have to ask, if it came down to either Carmelo winning a title or, and I should set this up, but I and I will. If it came down to Carmelo as a Syracuse fan, longtime Syracuse fan since I ever known you. Um, was one of the worst losses of my career when <laughs> Syracuse yeah. won the national championship and Marquette got their asses kicked in the same Final Four. It's actually probably better for our relationship that Marquette and Syracuse didn't play in a championship game because yeah, that sure. that would have yeah that would have been brutal. You know, it said some things. It, it it's good. It's just you don't have that over my head. Well, talk about like one of the greatest probably Final Four groupings of teams and players oh yeah because tj ford played for texas and yeah. they played syracuse you had mellow you had Dwayne wade you had uh, kurt heinrich kurt heinrich and nick collison like oh, yeah. teams. hakeem war i i can't believe hakeem warwick was never actually a good like nba player <sighs> man that bugged me especially when he played for the bucks <laughs> yeah he, like man how Hakeem never made it but would you rather have mellow win a title or would you rather the bucks win a title oh man uh probably the bucks yeah i, I mean Carmelo has done enough in his career. Like some of the greats, Barkley's never won a title. You know, I think some of the greats have never won it. He's, and I think what I love more is that he's kind of like transformed his career and that and like totally proven people wrong. And you're almost like he's done enough. You know, where it's like if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't, you know, get a title, he's top twenty. I think he's top twenty or twenty five in score all time scoring. 
Um, he's you know he's the only player to ever have three Olympic medals. Um, he's got a national championship, obviously with Syracuse. Like he's done enough, you know, in the NBA in his career where, you know, people are like, yeah, he'll just be in another a list, you know, where it's not like he's also not gonna, you know, super team it up unless it's with LeBron or Chris Paul, which I just don't see happening. Right, but right. Um, I mean, do you think he has like multiple years left? I mean, I feel like he could keep playing for a little while and kind of be this old. But but the other question is, is like, does he want to be the old guy? He's made a lot of money. It's not like he's struggling at any point where yeah. he's like, I need to keep playing because I have you know whatever a bunch of kids, I have this and that. Yeah. Like he's he's okay to just kind of shut it down. But he could also be that old guy just in the corner shooting threes. Yeah, I think. I mean, for him, like, I think he wants to leave his legacy a little bit, you know, better than that. Right. I, I don't think he wants to be the guy that... He doesn't want to be that buyout has guy. That de- like, super big decline where he's, like, the eighth or ninth guy off the bench. Um, but I do think he's got two, maybe three years left in him. Um, I love him with Portland. I think it's, like, a perfect fit. Um, mm-hmm. I love, like, Dame and, and CJ. CJ McCollum probably one of my other, like, favorite players. Yeah. Um, and I love that, like, situation that he's in. Um and I don't think, like I said, I don't unless he really was gonna truly, you know, team up with Chris Paul or CP3, like, or excuse me, or LeBron. Right. Um, I don't see him like super teaming it up. So I think he wants to. I think he wants to finish his career in Portland, um, and you know, maybe make a playoff run or here or there. But I don't see him switching it up. Um, I mean, his, his I think his oldest son Keen is like a seventh, sixth or seventh grader. So okay, so if he, yeah. I think by the time he hits high school, he'll probably you know probably want to be right. Watching the Has Bayheim offered him a scholarship yet? Uh, a I would question. not be surprised. Not, he's he's good from what I can see. I mean, I don't watch it. Yeah, you're not watching seventh. You're not you're not grinding seventh grade AAU tape. Yeah. You, know? Uh, you know, they don't they aren't like following him like Bronny. You know, no. but I think he no Amazon. Be, oh, he'll be a good athlete. Oh, I for sure. Quite poetic if he goes to Syracuse, but yeah, we'll totally. And Bayheim still probably be the coach at that point. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. I think uh, I think we talked about it. I think Buddy is um, Buddy's a senior next year. I'm pretty sure, and his son Jimmy from Cornell is very likely to transfer to Syracuse for his final year. I think he's going to play that out because he he said two years ago he was like, I got right. three years left and I'm done. Um, and so I think I think after his sons are done, I think he and I, I'll be honest. As much as I love Syracuse and Bayheim and what he's done, I think it's time for a change. Probably, yeah. It, it gets that. like Roy Williams, you know, retired the other week and was yeah. like, "Oh, I I just can't do this anymore. Like I'm not I'm not the right man for the job." And I think with all the different national, you know, the rules changing with the NCAA as mm-hmm. well as the guys who are just like, all right, if I don't get my playing time, like I'm done. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to transfer. Yep. So like, that's why I'm, you know, I, I'm as fired up for college basketball with shocker coming to Marquette yeah. as I've been in years. Yeah. Um, because I just, Wojciechowski was such an uptight guy where it was just like, it was uncomfortable. Like yeah. he just had that sort of like militaristic, like, and it's like how you see it with the Patriots, right? Like everybody want if would pay, a guy gets a job and he was a former Patriot coach, it's like all right, we gotta remake the Patriots here in Houston or Detroit or whatever. And like I feel like Wojo tried to like all right, we're gonna remake Duke, but we're gonna do it in Marquette. Yeah, and it's yeah. like Marquette always had a flash about them, like yeah. ever since Al McGuire, like they've always sort of had this swagger, mm-hmm. and they just didn't really have it. I mean, Marcus Howard had it, but. It, 
yeah, it's also a shame like that the Big East didn't just stay together and yeah. that we don't have like it's cool to have UConn back, yeah. uh, but like it was fun like as growing up with you and I where it was like all right we we could talk shit to each other like eat usually once or twice a year mm-hmm. that was fun that was good yeah. good times but one of my, my biggest regrets was not going to the last Big East tournament in New York my brother was like. So the last one should we go? And I was like, however old I was, I was like, I don't think I even had the money or like right. the time to get off of work for like a couple of days. But you know, I mean, that that was what the Big East was. It was like the Garden, the tournament, yeah. like Syracuse, and all those like the Jerry. I teams. mean, the Jerry, the Jerry McNamara run was incredible. I mean, we were in high school, right? I ran, yeah, I ran down and caught like the Cincinnati. Show oh yeah, yeah, because we're in study hall. Yeah, yeah, and I like ran in. And like saw the end of it, and like yeah, he had an unreal run. That, yeah, that, that was that was incredible. Um, other things, as you're a Packer fan, and we just talked <laughs> about this on the show yesterday. Like, is there any draft position in the draft where you would like throw your phone um, on Thursday when they, you know, the drafts in a couple weeks? Yeah, um, it, like if they went with like, somebody on the first pick. Yeah, or? yeah. If they drafted a, a position where you're like, what the fuck? Besides um, quarterback, of course, because yeah, that no. that would be really um, out of left field. Like I don't know, like I'm not crazy about like there's no real great tight ends besides Kyle Pitts. And, right, like, we have five on our yeah. roster, yeah, um, which is absurd to me. Um, I even I wouldn't even be upset if we went like running back. Like I sure. think we and you know I understand like AJ Dillon like might not be the greatest pick of all time, um, mm-hmm. but you know I think there's there's a ton of talent there. I think between corner and receiver, I think is probably where I would like to see us go. I don't know. Sure. Right. I wouldn't be upset if we went offensive line. Right. Um, edge like the defensive like interior is super weak draft. Like edge yeah. rusher, yeah, we're gonna need one, but it's I don't know. I, I would love to see what Preston Preston Smith is gonna look like yeah. in this new system, and Rashawn Gary in his, his third year. So I'm yeah. excited for that. But um, I've been listening to a ton of draft stuff lately, just because. You know, work. I'm with COVID, when COVID hit. I started listening to a lot more podcasts, and it was like first it was fantasy, and now it's kind of like the draft stuff. So okay. I'm paying attention to a lot of those. And honestly, if we go corner receiver, um, offensive line, I'm I'm fine with that. I honestly don't even think we need to address wide receiver as strong, even as as strong as we did last year. Um, People hate it on Funches, and I'm kind of excited to see where he goes. If he makes the team, I, I it, want to see what he can do. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we're doing the – I actually am probably more in the draft than I've, I have been because I do – I have this podcast basically every – doing it every couple days where I taped a bunch of – with my guy Murph, who's who – yeah, has, done, yeah. has done draft stuff with me or in the past. And so – and, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, Edge Rusher, which we, I think we'll have next week – it's like I know people would probably want to punch their phone if we drafted an edge in the first round, mm-hmm. but if a guy like Gregory Rousseau, who was a top five <sighs> pick, I know right, but but he was a top that's, five pick uh, like l- last that's year. That's the guy is like you're you're either getting somebody who can grow into a stud, complete freak, or, or somebody who's only played what I think fifteen yeah. games or something yeah. where. You're like he's still really raw. Oh, totally. He could not turn out. So. No, right. And you would argue, well, you got a you got a Super Bowl team. Like, why would you get a guy who who could do that? I mm-hmm. did like I think today Caleb Fairley mm-hmm. of Virginia Tech said, "I'm going to basically be the cornerback version of Randy Moss if you don't draft me. I'm going to remember every team that doesn't draft me." Yeah. So I'm like, all right, because like he. This. 
Uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna make it to us. No, no I don't think so. But I. But you gotta remember, like Brian Gunkus has traded up in each sure. of his drafts, sure. and the fact that the Vikings and Bears are both sitting at nineteen and twenty, I think mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? Yeah. I, is like, all right, we're gonna if we're gonna move, we'll move before them, and we'll yeah. move to that eighteen or seventeen, yeah. and try to see if you can. And that that's a haul. Like you'd have to really move up. But yeah. If, you like the draft there's uh like a mock draft simulator with pro football focus yeah and uh our my same guy murph he tore his acl playing basketball so that's all yeah. he's been doing <laughs> he's all he's been doing is just making mock drafts and that's all i get like i get screenshots of mock drafts at least and he'll just get on a heater and it's like mock draft mock draft it's like dude i get it like, who's uh who's the one guy if the packers can get even even let's let's ignore like the first maybe five to ten picks. sure so sure we're not moving up there's another guy number one Guy on your board that you want them to take? JC Horn. JC Horn. Yeah, because okay. he, he re- I just like JC Horn a lot. Um, Murph's big guy is Micah Parsons, um, so okay. he's he's on that kind of train. Do you have a guy that you're like, oh, that's that's my dude? Um, is it Elijah Rogers from uh, Ole Miss? Oh yeah, Elijah. Yeah, Elijah Moore. Moore. Excuse me. Um, I also wouldn't mind the two Syracuse corners. I know they're like big, like they're they're big Kevin King types. Um, or the safety Cisco and drop and, yeah, and put true. so I've had this whole thing and this is spoiling our form but who knows whatever <laughs> but basically you could put Savage up and say alright he's going to be our rover middle linebacker or whatever mm-hmm. and then you're going to push you're going to push then and have a natural safety you have a natural center fielder and so that's because I think a lot of people will be like why the fuck are we drafting a safety we don't need a safety and it's like well you kind of rework your defense. Yeah, you actually, yeah. you actually could get that safety. And I think that's what I've heard too is that a lot of people think that you can move Savage around quite a bit if you if we went with you know a safety in the draft, um, being able to truly move him around because you saw that a little bit last year him kind of yeah. moving to different spots, which right. gives gives him the range. And I think he's got um, that ability to, to kind of play all of the field. So right, are you uh, are you in? Where are you on baseball? Like I, I know you're a big football guy, yeah. big basketball. Guy. Do you like? Do you are you even like? Do you like? It's like ah, once the summer and there's nothing else, or like where are you with? Like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not like super in tune with baseball. I'll, I'll pay attention to the Brewers. Sure, right. What's going on? Like uh, Lorenzo Cain is probably my favorite Brewer, and, yeah. and has been for the last couple of years. Um, I think and it, and it sucks. I think last year like took a little bit out of it for me because yeah. it was like even with college basketball this year, I think this is the least in tune with college basketball that I had been in a while. And I right. think last year and everything, it's it just like everything changed and, you know, you, you didn't feel like it was truly like a, a season. Um, so I haven't been like as close with baseball. I think the one thing too is like I, I like football and like, and basketball, like I started playing fantasy basketball last year. And mm-hmm. so I'm like way more into the NBA than I used to be because I was all college basketball before. And now I'm like, now I'm always like into the NBA and like paying attention to that. My buddy is like, "You want to do fantasy baseball?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, dude, I don't watch it enough yet to get into that because it's yeah, there's yeah. so much going on. Like fantasy basketball is one thing, football everybody does, but like baseball is like a whole other monster. Yeah, you, you got every day. On. It's like an every. It's literally every day. I play. So in a, I play in a league with a bunch of guys. It's every day. And so I've thought about doing that, but I'm like, man, then I th- that would make me get in tune with with it a little bit more. Yeah. 
but yeah, or, no. or you just start gambling on it. Like yeah. that's that's the other thing. That you, that you can get into anything by gambling on <laughs> it. I mean, I last year in the pandemic, right around this time, which I have to tell that story like in full on the podcast is like I got really into horse racing because there was just nothing else to bet on. Yeah, I lost a lot of money doing that. <laughs> that was not that was not one of my smarter things. And then turned into soccer, and I got really into soccer for like three months, and then it was like. All right, I can't like bet on soccer and like college football. Like, there's just too much going on. So then I yeah. stopped really with soccer. I'll, I'll I'll pay attention, and it's fun. It's actually fun to bet on, but yeah. it's it's yeah, that's it's a whole other beast too. And you know, there's there's always things available. Baseball though can rip your heart out because there's just it's it's hard. Well, the same guy was like, "Do you want to do fantasy hockey?" And I'm like. Hockey, there's like three things you can get points for in hockey. I'm right. like, I don't pay attention to that at all. No, no, no. And I'm no, like, you have no. goals, you have cysts, and like, yeah. what else? What yeah, else are you yeah, getting points yeah, for? Checks, um, yeah, checks, faceoffs, one, uh, saves by a goalie. Yeah. All right, man, is there anything I left off the board? Is there anything that you want to talk about where you're like, I need to ask you this question, or is there anything that I missed in my almost 50 minutes here? Oh, man. Um,. What were your what were some of your favorite Milwaukee bars that are no longer around? Okay. So we may have to have you back. So we're doing <laughs> we're no, it's funny you say that because we just talked about how we're going to be approaching uh, 414 in terms of our episodes. So we're like I think we're going to do a Mark Milwaukee draft bars that are no longer here. Um oh god. I Other than the East Sider uh, the East Sider. So we live. So for those who know, don't know, I live about a block away from the East Sider, and I've told my fiance Morgan. I said, if we lived here when the East Sider was still rocking and rolling, there is no doubt we would have been broken. There is like, there is like no question. We, I would not have proposed. Like it would have been a disaster. It would have been like, it would have been social go time. It would have been like Wednesday through Sunday. It would have been bad. And so. It's probably better. Um, Eastsider definitely in the mix. Um, I oh man, I I'll just I miss that I can't like go to Joe Cats anymore and not be judged for it. Like yeah. I I've had I had the podcast I don't know two years ago where I was like oh I've retired from Joe Cats and I, I I'm serious like, I haven't been back and like I'm past my prime at Joe Cats but yeah. like. I loved Joe Cats for such a. I loved it before like expanded. Like I loved yeah, the tight. Yeah. Like I caught a, a punch from some guy at Joe Cats. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of part of it. Um, I loved when you know. I think it's more just what what bars am I past my prime? I'm trying to think of other bars that have closed where I'm like, oh, that bar is shut down. I I, I liked Pub Club. Pub Club was always a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I which which oddly enough, like they just. Decided to shut down, not like, like the owner decided to shut down. And yeah, it wasn't like they it was pre. Yeah, it was pre-pandemic. It was, it was before that. I mean, talk about a prime piece of real estate right now. Right, the box. Like, I am shocked that that is sitting as vacant as it is. It's has. probably too expensive at this point, yeah. right? I think once the restrictions fall off, you'll see someone snatch that up. Yeah. And but whether I mean, it's a big space. Well, right. And then the question is, if what I would do, and I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I've always had a dream that I could own a bar, but I also think, again, probably a good way to ruin my relationship because it would be it would be 24-7, yeah, I'd be drinking yeah. a lot, but it wouldn't be good. I think that's a place where you would just say, all right, let's split this up. Like, let's have one of it be this and the other part be that because it's just too big. It's too big. Mm-hmm. It, there's no way you can control it. But yeah, I mean, Pub Club was great. Um, I'm trying to think of other bars that shut down. Like, 
I never was a really big cans guy. Um, I know a lot of people. I like Vitucci's a lot. Yeah, um, Vitucci's, yeah. Vitucci's a good time. I had this whole like fever dream in the pandemic when I was like craving to go out. I was like, could Vitucci just open up for me? Like, could I just go? <laughs> could I just go and hang out? This is a good spot. There, I, I enjoyed cans too. Like when. When that's when when North Avenue was North Avenue and it was oh yeah before Uber like ruined ruined it yeah. I mean it was yeah North Avenue used to rock yeah it was Cans it was Vitucci's it was Eastsider and, and like Rascals Rascals yeah oh. yeah like what was uh it was like two dollar drinks at Rascals or something like that um yeah I mean back in the day dollar like, shots oh. at Sullivan's now I'm starting to like think about stuff dollar shots at Sullivan's yeah. which used now is Red Rock yeah. um and that was a good time um. Oh, what did what did now it's Mojo, which I was at a couple weeks ago. It wasn't bad, and it was Rogues. But what was it before that? It was an Irish. Was it McCarthy's? It was an Irish bar. So, yeah. That was yeah. a good time. They had Hammerschlagen, which is always good. Yep. Always yeah, brings the noise. Yeah. Um, but which, yeah, that that place turned in like weeks. I don't know if you've been inside or seen. Yeah. It, but like, I, oh, I've been inside. Yeah. I was, there, Mojo, I was like that turned. I, in like, I was I was there two I was there two weeks ago. They treated us well. We had a huge group, like too too big for COVID, like twenty four people. They were like, yeah, we'll take it. I mean that that patio is so clutch. Oh yeah, and, and I don't even know if they have the patio open yet. Right yeah. there, I think they're just kind of waiting until maybe. And I think I'm assuming as you get bigger, it'll it'll get more open, but. Yeah, I would say if I had to power rank like where I've gotten the drunkest in Milwaukee, I would say Cats is probably one. Mm-hmm. It's, it, like this is a cumulative score. I would say Cats, Harp, um, Slate. Yeah. And oh, man, I don't know what would be my fourth one. I would put Flannery's there because I've spent a lot of drunken nights at Flannery's mm-hmm. where Flannery's is under it, – it is not what it used to be, but Flannery's, man – that dance floor was actually great. Like yeah. you, the fact that you were able to do like a sports bar and like you could like watch a game and like have dinner and enjoy the game. They always you're pretty good about the TVs. And then at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, then you go into the back yeah. and you're just dancing. And when you were single, looking for something. When you're not, you know, just just kind of hanging out. But it was a good it was a good vibe that kind of provi- provided both. Yeah. Yeah, it's been weird, like, just to see, like, all of the, uh, just the, the places that are either, like, no longer there. I mean, just a drive down North Avenue now, it's, like, unrecognizable. It's totally different. Yeah, it's totally different, right? Like, it's, like, Rascals is now, like, Izzy Hops, and it's a nice food place, but it's mm-hmm. crazy, because it's, like, this place used to be, like, a hole-in-the-wall shit whole yeah. bar, and now it's like a class, not when I say classy, but it's like a, it's like a neighborhood tavern, right? Yeah. And like, uh, can't, or Hot Spot is now, which I never was a big fan of that place. Hot Spot's now a poke place. And yeah, Eastsider, yeah. Eastsider shut down, or the new wine bar is now shut down. So mm-hmm. it's like, why not bring back Eastsider? Judges has not I sold. Say, that was I never, I've, I've never been, to to, to I've never been to Judges. So I Judges. Mean, talk about a shithole that was like. You would go there with ten bucks and be absolutely shit faced, but it was like cups on the ground, like it, just a mess. Like looking like if you could take a picture of what judges look like now and in, in, in you know COVID and see the amount of people that they packed in that place, it was just insane. I mean, it's like it was like your traditional like college bar for UW, you know, other than Eastsider, which like packed people, but like this was like dumpy, plastic cups everywhere, like. I think it was like dollar dollar beers or penny taps or something crazy like oh, that. And geez. it was just like out of control for the longest time. I mean, it's, it's that 
for, I mean, it's got to be yeah. 10, 12 years. I mean, I remember there was a story, and I'm sure you could find it. It was like on, on Milwaukee. They were going to create the Bad Genie. The people who own Bad Genie were yeah. going to buy yeah. that and call it like Irish the Irish Genie. Yeah. It just never happened. No. And, and, they, and which is weird, like, not that it's like prime anymore, but they had they were just planning to build that new dorm right there. Yeah, that rock climbing thing, which I they don't really get, but like <laughs> it's right there. You know, the the entire street was changing, um, and it has a big back patio area. Like, mm-hmm. kind of if you could make that cool overlooking the river, um, like I think somebody could do something with you it. You know what? I I bet it'll happen there. Is I bet if someone was, you know, I, I, why wouldn't you just put a brewery there? Like if you were doing a brewery, like there's well, so I, many over there now. Well, yeah, there are a lot of breweries. That yeah. that's part of the problem, but, right? But it would work. I mean, it would make sense. If so. you're like if you're like a Black Husky, right? Where Black Husky started in northern Wisconsin and then they got a spot in River West, and now they're really well established here in Milwaukee. That's what I would do if I was like a a place like in northern Wisconsin. I want like and that's what Hacienda did too. Yeah. Which you BBC? Oh man, I another good spot. Can't yeah. forget BBC. BBC is great time. Um, yeah, yeah. Got real drunk on Sailor Jerry's one one time there. We, I think when we did the we did one of the St. Patty's Day crawl. I think we started. There. Oh no, no, we did that Thanksgiving one. Oh, well, that was a great. That was, that was so fun. fun. We had a great That's time right. that night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the summer solstice uh, weekend with oh, East Cider and oh my god, just great, good, good old times, man. Yeah. Anything else? I, we're, we're now almost at an hour. You got me going, and yeah. you, you get me going on those. But no, I I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate uh, you spending the time. Go check Shannon out at Lucid. Go follow him, Ken underscore on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, wherever wherever you get your and you mixes where you are. Um, and go out and see him tonight if you're uh, if you're in the mood. Uh, get get those dancing shoes on. Mm. Yeah, if you message me, I'll get you on the guest list, but you got to subscribe to the Snow Tap podcast first. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That is synergy. You got to do a little work. You got to do a little work. That is synergy, man. Well, we'll, we'll have to have you back sometime and yeah. uh, happy, to, happy to chop it up. So thanks, thanks for that. And Tappers, we will uh, talk Monday. Uh, we'll wrap up Brewers weekend against the Cardinals. We'll talk uh, the Bucks. have a couple games here as well as the Masters. So we will do all that on Monday. We'll talk to you then. All right, see you guys. Bye.